Welcome to the February 2006 issue of Harvard Business Review. I'm Gardner Moore, senior editor at HBR, and beginning this month, I'm going to be your host for Audible's audio edition of HBR. In this month's edition, the spotlight is on the HBR list. It's our annual survey of emerging ideas. The list answers 20 important questions that most companies aren't even asking yet, but soon will be. You'll also hear Gary Hamill's lead article, which shows how management innovation has brought lasting competitive advantage to companies like GE and Visa. And our HBR on point this month, Defeating Feature Fatigue, delivers the marketing holy grail, a method for designing a product with the right mix of capability and usability. First, let's turn to the fourth annual HBR list, Powerful Ideas from Unusual Places. That's the driving spirit of the list, our annual scan of the not-so-distant future. The 20 ideas in this year's list cover a lot of territory, from neuroscience to marketing to environmental policy. Assembled through a year-long search in collaboration with the World Economic Forum, these ideas identify new opportunities and new risks, and they provoke and surprise. In one essay, HBR senior editor Paul Hemp proposes selling to an imaginary segment of consumers, online avatars, the alter egos or idealized versions of themselves that people use in chat rooms and online games. In another, Ted Halstead of the New America Foundation proposes giving every newborn baby in America $6,000 as a way to encourage investing. Judith Samuelson and Claire Prizer look at a new campaign among some of America's biggest companies to persuade Wall Street that ignoring the long term is actually a short-sighted way to value corporations. You're going to hear summaries of all the list items, along with four of the essays at length. Let's start with my personal favorite, a piece by E.L. Kirsten, co-founder of Despair Incorporated, who argues that employees are often unhappy with their work not because of poor leadership, but because they've been taught to expect too much from their jobs. The halls are alive with the sound of carping. Last year, only 50% of U.S. workers were satisfied with their jobs, the lowest point yet in a steady decline that began in 1995, reports the conference board. And with the exception of a few anomalous years, job satisfaction in the United Kingdom has been dropping since 1991, according to research done at the University of Kent. Participants in these studies complained, among other things, about lack of personal fulfillment, robotic meaningless work, work-life imbalance, insufficient acknowledgement of efforts, and lack of influence with supervisors. Conventional wisdom blames such pervasive disgruntlement on poor leadership and lousy work environments. But have working conditions in the past decade really degenerated so much for so many? The decline in satisfaction has persisted in periods when employees have had tremendous leverage and when they've been lucky to have jobs at all. Moreover, the average worker spends more than two hours of each eight-hour workday surfing the Internet, conducting...